for you I'm empty handing and I'm feeling blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 125 of Domestic Pints Only, a podcast about beer and friendship. My name is John. Joining me today is my co-host, Tom. How's it going, man? Not so bad. Not so bad. It's good to see you again, John. Yeah, Our audience is probably you. wondering, like, where the fuck have these guys been? <laughs> yeah, so we're changing it up uh, at my request. We're, we're going to be doing now about week on, week off, just because, frankly, shipping all the beers to each other, like two boxes a month is a little much, so... We're gonna be we're gonna be switching now to kind of week on week off. We'll we'll kind of play it by ear. If we've got shit going on, we might uh, double it up and stuff like that. But it'll make things a bit more flexible. Um, if 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 you're distraught by this news, you know you're not gonna see your your two best friends, John and Tom, every week. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know. Write us. It happens. You know, we can record something special just for you. You know, so you can have your little psych parasocial friendship with us. You know, we could we could we could accommodate that. But hey, folks, we 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 run this thing ourselves. We buy the beer, we send the beer. It's a it's a whole operation. There's a there's a you know there's a supply chain thing. We have to make sure that we can. Trust me, I used to work in logistics. Well, I still do work in logistics, but different kind of logistics. <laughs> there's only so many sour box, or there's only so many seltzer boxes that we can buy last second on a Friday because we're like, oh fuck, we gotta do an episode. We didn't send anything, so this will ensure that we can prepare shit in advance, send it, and uh, and we'll be fresh and ready to go for. Our pod, so good to good to have Tom back again, and and myself, of course. Uh, we're back actually as well too. It's uh, July 29th. Uh, we're here doing another brew- brewery spotlight. This is an exciting one. I've been wanting to do this one since it opened. For the longest time, they only sold stuff in bottles, so it wasn't really feasible to send any of the stuff at the you know the fear of breaking it. Uh, but recently, they've started producing their stuff in bottles and cans. And I was able to pick a few of these up at the local um, night market near my house. I live in the Hintonburg neighborhood of Ottawa. There's a local uh, Parkdale market at night on Wednesdays. They do like a bunch of vendors show up. I was happened. I happened to just be walking by. I was picking up uh, stuff for my dog and I was walking through and they had a spark beer tent. So of course, today's episode is on spark beer um, and they had a big tent. They had a big setup, um, picked up a few of these cans so excited to talk about these today. I don't even know if I've had all these. Uh, I think I might have had the last one, but I- I'm not quite sure. They have some flagship ones, like they're a lot of, lot of sours, IPA stouts. Um, they started, of course, back in 2020. Uh, kind of a really like uh, odd, odd time to start. They started like right at the beginning of 2020. Uh, I actually went there um, right around the time they opened and ordered ordered some beer from them. Uh, I actually went back when I when I, I went to an interview for my job right before the pandemic hit. I went back to an old job of mine and uh, I met up with a friend after at Spark. And then sure enough, not long after they opened, the pandemic hit. So that was a pretty big um, adjustment for them. Uh, but thankfully, they were actually pretty successful during the pandemic. They sold all their stuff. Uh, through their store they also did a lot of stuff with local vendors in like downtown where you could buy like food and and hot sauces they did like a little uh, you know it was a kind of a you know a really odd time for a lot of like independent shops where a lot of them had to like be flexible and you know there was some i, I had kind of concerns you know are they going to be able to survive because you open a business two months before a major pandemic shutdown but thankfully they were able to keep things going um and uh, now they've become very quite successful they opened up a patio space in the back behind their store um they have a 
they did they do numerous events uh we went there as well tom when last time mm-hmm. you were in town we went to uh their location so they're located in ottawa in the chinatown neighborhood which is a great spot because there's not really a whole lot of uh, bars and pubs in that area it's a lot of restaurants there's some but they're very disparate so it's a really great location because there's not a whole lot of beer brewery stuff in the area you go west to my neighborhood otherwise you're going kind of east to like downtown center town it's kind of a bit of a um a void without a lot of craft beer so it's cool that they've opened up and that they've been quite successful um do you, do you remember anything much about our experience there i know we were we had quite a few beers beforehand but we we were heavily buzzed as we used to say <laughs> we were in a parking lot if i remember correctly it was uh, their back of their brewery that was their patio yeah and it was kind of like a maze. Like, I remember we had to go down the stairs, up the stairs. Yes, right. You kind of feel like a good fella. It's like, you go, just in the back. We had to, like, VIP yeah, access. In the back. The hey, Jimmy, how are you? <laughs> and uh, what's cool, I remember going there, they had, like, popcorn. So, like, free like, popcorn. popcorn. Correction. And, and their food is all, like, pizzas. If you go on their website, it's, like, beer and pizza. So, I guess they do, like, homemade pizzas and stuff at their Right location. on. But, yeah, they have quite a wide range of beer now. Um, and actually, just to give a little bit of background, the the, the founders of the brewery, uh, the owners, Andrea and John, uh, they've lived in Chinatown for over 20 years. So uh, this was something that they were very excited to kind of get into once they saw that the uh, location over at 702 Somerset Street was was open. So they moved in there. And yeah, their, their kind of focus originally was like hoppy, sour, Belgian um, inspired beers. Now they've kind of expanded it a little bit. Um, their sour beers, most of them are aged for over four months. Um, they also do some uh, seasonal releases, oak barrel and fooder uh, releases. They also um, do they do a lot of stuff and actually they try to use a lot of like local ingredients, stuff like that. They also work with Mississippi Mill Malting for the most of their malts. That's a local spot near near Ottawa. And uh, they also uh, source a lot of their cascaded centennial hops from Houblon uh, Pontiac uh, over in Quebec, I guess uh, a spot that grows a lot of hops. So they, a lot of their stuff's actually sourced in the Valley or nearby. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, they're not just importing shit from, from wherever. So uh, what, what is the lineup today? Uh, today we're talking the swath of three, of three beers. The first one being one stunning, gorgeous cartwheel. That's their citra pale ale with lime. The second one is how about Italy, Italian style Pilsner. And the third one is Better Late Than Never Blood Orange IPA. Um, these yeah, are fun these names. Fun. Yeah, these are these are fun in like a pretty kind of wide range of different types. Um, did you want to do, I guess we could do our guessing game, I guess. Oh, I know. Which one we, well, which I one do you think, think is it, your favorite? Oh, the one stunning, gorgeous cartwheel name alone. That's yeah, fucking awesome. Good. Yeah. It's but the citra pill of lime sounds really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm reading that over, and when I look at that, I'm like, that's a good one to start with. I'm like, that, that one might be the big hit today. Just the name. Could you imagine? <laughs> did you want describe to describe your like, beer? Uh, did you want to give actually before we move on? Do you want to give like a score to all the cans, or do you want yeah, to they're can by can? Kind, they're pretty much kind of very yeah, similar. So, I okay, will so, say the the Italian Pilsner though does look pretty nifty. Yeah, they each have their own artwork on them. It's a very kind of. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say plain, but um, it is it kind of a, plain. It is a little plain. Like they have this sticker that goes on it. It looks fairly kind of cheap. Um, it kind of reminds me a bit of like tooth and nail, but uh, you know, it's a little bit more basic. Like they got a, they got a sticker that goes around it. It's got the name of the beer, the uh, information about it. Very limited. It doesn't have a whole lot of detail. It has the spark beer address on the side. It's got like the ABV, but it's, it's very like minimalist. There's not a whole lot here. Uh, you know what this reminds will, their me bottles of? are very similar too. It's the same. Oh, really? Yeah. What does this remind? This remind. 
this reminds me of like a telesad not gonna yeah, lie it's it's so like white spacey <laughs> and like not a lot of de- it's like a lot of like yeah. some, some color but it's concentrated in like a spot yeah. it's very white very like wide space it reminds me of this... like i don't know some i would buy this at like loblaws like a pc brand thing or something it's very like yeah kind um, of that kind of look to almost it. looks like compliments you could say then yeah i i think it's a little kind of plain um I don't know. It's they do have on the bottom of the beer. Of course, they have um, kind of uh, spots where they stamp information about it, the batch number. Um, It's kind of interesting. One of them has Creed Creed thoughts. I I guess like a reference to the office. I don't know what that's about. Uh, Some of them have like little stamps with detail. Uh, Well, like look at this thoughts. For example, they have how about Italy Pilsner? If you look on the bottom of the can, it says dot 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 or Ottawa with a batch number. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I didn't <laughs> That's kind that. of fun. Oh wow! Usually, usually they put like um, the date of production. This one they have the batch number. Like for this one, they have better late than never, and on the bottom it says on track twenty twenty three, like a, a reference to Ottawa's. Uh, deeply problematic light rail transit that is never finished so oh. i actually this is actually making me a little bit like i'm enjoying this a little bit more now. okay like, oh that's, that's kind of funny but you you would you wouldn't notice it if it, i kind of wish yeah. it was more text on the can itself but um no it's, that's it a good seems, way it's, it's hidden it's a little gem yeah it seems like a little nod that uh the brewery kind of the brewers themselves kind of put on and i think it's kind of fun but yeah the cans themselves are a bit plain um i guess i got a scan locked in what do you think tom or a score locked i'm in going here? seven Going seven. Okay, that's not bad. I, I'm six and a half. I think it's like fine. It's it's okay, but I it, was I gonna of... go six and a half, but the little text underneath made it seven. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's fine. I think the can, like I wish it had more detail. I tend to like more of the more artistic styles, the ones that do different stuff with their cans. This one just feels cheap, but I mean it seems like they're going for a pretty kind of cost effective look, so I, I can't really fault them there. Um all right, I guess we can get into then. So one Ooh, stunning spark. gorgeous cartwheel. Did you want to be the one to crack this yeah. with, Tom? This has my name written on it. ASMR, are you ready? Shake the dust off. Because in the count of three, two, one. Crack them. Ooh. That's pretty foamy. Yes, mine was as well. Oh, yeah. Didn't like blow up. It smells anything. fucking good, though. Holy oh, shit. God damn, the pusher man. Yeah, this one's also a 4% ABV, we should note. Uh, I this know, this is... A bunch. Look at Quasi. this. Oh, yours doesn't have much head. Mine does. No, I do. Oh, okay, yeah. It's got like... I, have a, I poured it easily, John. It's got fairly... a wicked carbonation level. Look at it. Yeah, it's fairly hazy, too, I gotta say. like it's um, But it's got like, a nice... And it's fizzy. Yeah. Let's see how this tastes. This looks really Hmm. You can definitely smell the like hops and the lime as well too. Wow, this is a lot more. How would you say bolder flavor than I expected? Oh wow, yeah, you can really get the the zest to it. Like it has like that really wow. palette. What they say the description on the website they say this is all citra pale ale and dry double hops and conditioned with lime zest for a refreshing citrusy treat that is full of hop flavor with very little bitterness. At four percent, it's light, effortless, and breathtaking, like witnessing the perfect cartwheel. Um, yeah, this is very like I taste like the lime zest in it, like really strongly. Like it's like very powerful. Mm. Wow. For four percent, I did not think that was gonna taste like it's a little heavy, but it's very it ta- yeah, pronounced. because the because of the dry hop, like the double dry hop, like it has like a really w- big weight to it, but it doesn't t- taste like it. It doesn't taste like a 4%. This tastes to me like a 6%, 65 
Um, but it's coming off. I go five later. and a half. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I kind of thought it was going to have like more of like a lime flavor. Like I do taste it, but it's like I feel like after the, the front taste, um, it's it, it blends well with the the pale ale itself. I feel like I really do get the kind of like double dry hop citra taste. Kind of I do get that. the oat and wheat though that it says on yeah, there. Yeah, that's kind of interesting too. It contains oat and wheat, like it kind of has like a breadiness to it. Yep, I tasted at the end, almost like a, like a wheat ale a little bit. It's a weird. I, I guess like it's a cartwheel. That's what they kind of do it because it's just it's a bunch of shit yeah, happening. You're rolling around. There's flavors yeah. coming at you. Um, yeah, pretty good. I gotta say, I I don't know. I maybe I, I'm I don't be negative. I'm not blown away by it. I think it's good. It's a good way to start uh-huh. off too, but. Um, I, I think the flavor is pretty nice. It's a good blend of, of it. Um, I do like that, you know, for a 4% beer, it is punching up in terms of it's like bold flavors taste. Sometimes when they're 4%, they're almost a bit too light and like too watery or washed out and you, you, don't, you don't really get a good flavor. This one is an exception. Like I feel really like it feels really strong. And like I, if I had this at a bar, like I, I feel like it'd be a very crushable beer and it would taste like really full bodied. But you wouldn't feel like you were missing anything from an experience drinking this thing. Right on. I, I like this. Like... <laughs> yeah, the lime and it. I just get that kind of like the wheat and oak aftertaste though with it. Yeah, it's it like stays like... in my mouth. They say it's not bitter, but like I do get like a kind of like bitterness afterwards. Oh yeah, there is like bitterness to this. It's like a lime mixed with like as you said like oat and wheat it's like a, a weird uh, mix it's not bad necessarily but it's very prominent what are you gonna give it for score taste taste wise uh maybe this is coming in low i am giving it like a seven and a half i think it's that's good. what i'm doing oh seven shit, okay. and a half i thought i was being way too negative i was like uh, maybe expectation wise no. seven and a half we were both like this is gonna be the winner and i'm like eh, it's all right it's good it's like a, it's, i wouldn't say <laughs> it's no to all it. right I mean, it's all right. And I mean, it's all right. right. Fuck, but <laughs> it's the goat. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Spent too much time on TikTok, this, folks. You know, this is the biggest piece of dog shit I've ever seen. <laughs> That's the secret of this podcast. You have to really be t- totally terminally online, and if you watch too much TikTok, <laughs> then you're really going to get more experience from this podcast. I'd actually recommend all of our listeners right now to download TikTok. And just start, you know, oh, scrolling God. through the algorithm, and you'll get all you get. You get our jokes. They're gonna hit more. You know, everything's gonna come uh, together. Nobody gets it, John. <laughs> no, no, I tell people they'll get it in a couple months because then they'll see it on Instagram. Yeah, you may not like it now, but your kids are gonna love it. In the words of Mark. <laughs> exactly. Mm. All right, uh, recommendation score. Oh, um, I mean, recommendation. I think it's recommendable. It's a very approachable beer. Good flavor. Light. Yeah, I'm more, is... I'm more bullish on it. More bullish? You're a, having a bully day, are you? Yeah. I'm trying to a bull sound. It doesn't sound like it at all, but... Oh, no. I think that's like, a, that's, a, that's like a slang term in the UK, a bully day. What does it mean in the UK, a bully day? Like a bad day, or...? No, it's like a good day. Yeah, okay, because, yeah, usually bullish means, like, good. Like, you know, bear. I don't know. Market, one of my friends, he was from Ireland. He used to always say, it's a fucking bully day out today. And I was like, nice. what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, you're going to beat the shit that? out of someone? Oh, yeah, bully day. Like, oh, I'm about to get a scrap. Yeah. You know, Leary, down to the Don't pub. take kind to you here. <laughs> Times have changed. You don't have to do that anymore. Bye, oh, no. Recommendation, though? I'm going to go with seven and a half again. Oh, okay, fair enough. 
I went a little bit higher, so I went eight and a half. I think it's just really like recommendable overall. Like I I don't I don't I don't think it's a really offensive beer. I think it's a really approachable one. The lime flavor I think would make it a good hit for someone. I kind of like I I would maybe add a little bit of salt to this or something. I feel like it would. Really, I think like, it could. I think up. that would really help. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just like if I. <laughs> The, the phenomena of salting your beers to some people is just like a just a total non-starter. But yeah. it, I feel like it would actually be pretty good if I added like a little bit of dash of salt to it. Just a I feel like it would crack. Be, yeah. Our listeners right now, they're... Fresh crack it. one. That's it. Our listeners, I've lost the plot. They're like, what the hell is this guy smoking? Salting your beer. That's just uh, sacrilegious. I knew there was a bar in Cornwall, Ontario that every table had a salt shaker in an ashtray. That's true. That's an old phenomenon. I think I mentioned it before, but I used to go to the laugh or yeah, the, the laugh a bunch. And there was an old lady there who was a regular. Um, God, she's got to be dead now. This was like 10 years ago. She was like in her 70s, 80s. But she would uh, she would go there for all the shows. She was there for Lucky Ron every Saturday. And what she would do was that uh, she would always salt her beer. So like you'd see her with a salt shaker and she'd always get a beer and always salt it. And that was like her her thing. Um, I guess it's like an older phenomenon. A lot of like French Canadians like to do that salting the beer thing. Or maybe it crosses yeah. a bunch of boundaries but it seems to be like an older canadian thing to do that it's yeah kind of it's something about being less bloated that's why they did it mm. yeah because it cuts down i guess on the on the um on some of the uh, carbonation maybe and it also gives it a little bit of a zip i find sometimes i know al used to be big salt and lime in his beer he loved oh, it oh, he was yeah. big on it a little salt a little lime he was like it's the best that's beer true. ever I mean, honestly, I, I I always think it's weird, and then I do it. I'm like, oh, actually, it's really good. <laughs> like, it's like people are honest. I would, I would do it with like old Milwaukee. I remember. <laughs> yeah, we're not you talking about old like, Mill, and then yeah, the salt and lime. <laughs> like, this is the best. <laughs> so you gotta do the salt and then the squeeze of Neo. You know, you gotta go for yeah. a no. That's different. Salted shandy. A salted golden shandy. Oof. Mm. Uh, anyways, I guess we're now on the next one. Oh, actually, shit, before I move on. So yeah, for we'll social see. media scores, there are no beer etiquette scores, surprisingly. There's not that many. Really? For no none of these beers? Fl- yeah, because these are actually all pretty new beers. Most of their stuff, their flagship ones, a lot of them are still in bottles. They're not. They're, they're on the website, but these ones, it seems like, are a little bit newer releases, so nothing on Beer Advocate. However, there are some entries on Untapped, and this one on Untapped had a 3.94, so pretty good, actually. Nice. They score um i think we're a little bit lower than that but i I think that's that's all right with me um so now we move on though to our next entry which is how about italy uh the italian style pilsner um we we had an italian style pilsner recently right yes i was actually thinking about this earlier we did it on syc they had an italian style that's right and we were pretty fond of that one so i'm i'm kind of interested to try this one so um this one's also a uh five percent abv i guess i'll be the one to crack this one then Give her. All right, folks. So on the count of three, two, one, crack them. Good crack to it. What's the deal about Italy? <laughs> that smells okay. Mm. Smells like a Pilsner. Yeah, it does. Uh, definitely getting a little bit of that the nice little hop scent to it. Um, kind of interesting. It uses a Sapphire Hops and Spalter Select. Um, I think sa- sapphire hops, from what I understand, have like almost like more of like a tangy, spicy, a little bit of like a berry sweetness to it. Um, but that's kind of a distinct tang that is kind of known for that. Nice. Way. There is moderate carbonation with this, like pretty good, I'd say. Nothing too crazy, but it's yeah. fizzing. Color wise, my head is a little low. 
color wise looks very similar um it's definitely like to me it's less foamy than the last one it's also not as hazy out it looks more like a like a pilsner to be honest like it has that distinct look mm -hmm. to it let's see how it tastes i'm curious about spalter select hops because i'm not as familiar with that one hmm. oh john oh man Wow. I feel like I'm in Bavaria drinking a fucking from a Stein. This is good. This Very clean. is really good. So just to give some context as well too, so Spalter Select Hops are actually ones that were um I believe used by giant Anheuser-Busch. They replaced Spalt and Tenager with Spalter Select. Um it has like more of a it has a definitely a bigger commercial appeal. Flavor-wise tends to compare somewhat with like Saz hops stuff like that used in like Kolsch's Belgian ales French ales it has a distinct kind of like European flavor to me like drinking this has like a thyme spicy herbal kind of tartness you get a really good tartness when you drink this beer for sure it is it, this I don't know what it is but it's not dry it's not too sharp I find it a bit dry but not not overwhelmingly though it has like almost no. like it, it tastes like there's like a like a tablespoon of like apple cider poured into it. Like I'm getting like Maybe. a bit of like a sweet a sweetness. That's what I'm getting, I guess. Mm. But that's wild. That's this is really I good. love this. Yeah, I'm oh, very. This would be good at like a bar with like nachos. Like I, this is fucking crushable. Um, yeah. Just to give the description on the website as well too. So this is a five percent ABV. This is um, they say how about Italy? Good idea. Our dry hopped Italian style pilsner is made with 100% local Pilsner malt from Mississippi Mills Malting and nice. dry hopped with Sapphire and Spalter or Sapphire and Spalter select hops. This refreshingly simple dry beer has a blast of citrus, restrained mode grass and a crisp finish. It is crisp. Mm. Yeah. And like to me, like I, I definitely taste like a, what I like for like what I like in a Pilsner. I like that little bit of like sweetness. I feel like a lot of Pilsners, they're almost like too dry, too hoppy. They almost, they flip over to being almost like tasting too much like a weed ale. And this one yeah. has like a good balance. I don't really get that with this one. This one, I like this. I don't get like that really grass. The gra There's a bit of grass, but it's not overwhelming. I find a lot of them have like that really good. grassy finish. I don't want that. that. Yeah, I like that in a weed ale, a Belgian one. I don't like that in a Pilsner necessarily. Um, and this one, it's not there. Um, really clean. Um I can, it's definitely got a bit of a malt flavor to it, which I like, especially on the front palate. You're really tasting it. It's got a little bit of sweetness there, um, but um, it's not uh, too strong. And it's got a good aftertaste, too, I'd say, drinking this. And my carbonation is pretty much gone. It's pretty like it's not flat, but it's like very smooth now. Wow. I'm not a big Pilsner person, so I never really like. But some people I know are. And this is like per this is it was perfect. <laughs> well it's these italian style ones i feel like these italian style ones have a little bit more of like a sweetness to them they're almost like uh i don't know they, they i find like the, the czech and then like kind of germanic ones tend to be more drier grassier they have like mm -hmm. more of that piney hop taste and i feel like these like italian ones more don't of have an ale much. they kind of yeah they compare more to like ales or lagers a little bit i feel like they feel like more on that side of things um so it's nice to try them and maybe uh maybe that's where it's at we gotta go uh to italy tom and then we'll be uh you know, chowing down on some Italian Pilsners. Maybe that's the move, uh, but we'll see though. Um, oh, you're on mute. Oh, sorry. I said, that's the key to life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was saying we should, uh, you know, we're going to have to go to Italy ourselves and try some Italian style Pilsners. If this is, uh, if this is what it's like over there, because these are, these have been a hit with us. 
I want to know, like, I've always seen, like, and I watch a lot of F1 racing, and I always see advertisement for Peroni. Yeah. And I always wonder, like, this seems like a big deal. If you're advertising on, like, F1 cars, you've definitely made it. Yeah, no kidding. I guess that, is that, like, the the major popular beer in Italy is Peroni? I think so. Per- I always see it. There used to be a bar on Preston, I believe. And I remember, like, right when you see the gates, like, welcome to Little Italy. Yeah. And it used to be a bar there, and it was half Irish, half Italian, because it had the four-leaf clover, but it was the Italian flag. Oh, was it Pub Italia? Because Pub Italia was that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they used to always have it. Fuck yeah. Actually, Peroni is actually also a Pilsner, I believe, too. So uh, maybe it's a very similar kind of beer. I have to try it out. We'll have to save it for our Italy episode. We'll do a Peroni and what other Italian beers are. Scusi. Yeah. Attenzione, big buckets. Uh. I'd like that to explore the Mediterranean. Fuck yeah. Have some tomatoes, some olive oil, a bunch of wine. Oh. Down. It's feta cheese, John. Oh, oh. Feta cheese. Sign me up. Whoa. Man, Greeks, Greeks know what they're doing. It's just like red. Man, I want to go to Greece. I'll wear my I'll wear my Giannis jersey. <laughs> Someone <laughs> will know it. it. <laughs> I'll see him. Yeah. I'm a big fan of your gods. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your gods. Yes. <laughs> the god of the fucking parquet floor. <laughs> well, they got a they got a god of like wine and sex. I'm like, to me, that's like the the ideal god. Aphrodite. Right? She's a god a goddess of love. But Dionysus is like the god of wine and like pleasure. He's just like a drunken Ooh. loud who just like hangs around and eats berries or whatever. Ooh. They're always like laying down eating berries and like grapes and stuff. I mean, they didn't have potato chips back then, so like I get it, you know, not like a good grape while lounging. I know they had fresh grapes. Yeah, Oof. they had a what was that like that sweet wine they would make? Uh, <gasps> man, honey like, wine. What was the name? I, it's been so long. It's, it's my, not my like my a. Grape, it's not. It's not mead, but it was like uh after something Afro, uh, ambrosia. That was it. I, I, my Greek history classes from like seven years ago are failing me right now. Yeah, it was Ambrosia. They used to make this like wine, sweet, alcoholic drink that they would have at parties. And like, there's some like, there's like some like religious symbolics with it that, you know, it's like supposed to like increase your livelihood and, and stuff really? like that. But it was just something that like people would drink is like uh, at parties, just get hammered drinking this nectar stuff. You know, what domestic pints only, maybe we'll do an Ambrosia episode. That'd be great. You know, man. This, that sounds big, amazing. Drinking on a big gold platter or something. That's the ideal uh, drinking method or something for that. John, I'll, I'll make a pact with you right now. <laughs> By the time that we like, re- retire, <laughs> we will go to Greece and we will sail, sit on the sunset on a balcony <laughs> drinking ambrosia together. <laughs> I'm down for that. That sounds like a good pact then. I promise you. <laughs> It'll be our series finale, you know. Don't yeah. stop believing. It's that time. <laughs> Break uh, out the ambrosia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a taste score then. What we think about this one? I think it's really dope. I'm a fan. Um, I really like this. This was actually very surprising. Yeah. What do you? I'm think giving it an one? eight. Nice. I'm giving it an eight. I'm eight and a half. I'm a big fan. Nice. I think it's dope. Love the sweetness. Little aftertaste there. Um, good blend of flavors. Um, yeah, can't go wrong. Um, recommendation score. What do you think recommendation-wise? Oh, easily an eight. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm uh, 
Yeah, you know what? I think you sold me, Tom. I'm gonna go eight as well, too. I think it's easy. Uh, very easy. Yeah, I think that was really this was a this was a hit. And you know what? I'm gonna give it a fucking modifier. I am I too am giving it the modifier. Oh shit, a double mod. Double mods today. Mods akimbo. See what, what happens when we take a break? Shit happens. Yeah, we <laughs> we've got the joy back joy and love back in our hearts. You know, <laughs> it's no longer a job anymore. It's uh it's something for pleasure and play. It's all you know? lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> the DPO brand, the DPO life brand. We need some like DPO influencers that are like, as uh, you know, they're like adjacent to us. They're our hanger-ons, but they're just like promoting our brand. The DPO mindset. I mean, that's the Seat Struck movie podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's the and lifestyle vice versa. brand. <laughs> that's the lifestyle brand, you know, by day having a few beers by night watching movies. There's nothing better. That's really like the best way to live in my opinion. Yeah. Having your own theater in your house. Oh man, that's the goal. Having a home theater, home little setup. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of going to the movies. And like, if you, if you debate movies and cinema with people, so many dudes out there like, well, why would I ever go to the, the movie theaters? I got a home theater at home. I got an 80 inch TV and a popcorn machine. I'm like, cool, man. I live in an apartment. <laughs> like, you know, like I don't have that shit. It must be nice. <laughs> it must be nice to have I mean, a if you can, sure. Sound. Yeah. I'm not denying what they have is good. It's, it's not, not fucking amazing. But must be nice. it's nice to go to the theater. It's a good atmosphere. Oh, yeah. It's all about the collective experience of seeing something, too. But I still will always want... I, I don't know. I like just staying at home in my own little world sometimes. Yeah. It's depends nice. depending on the movie like if i missed just going to see a movie i was like oh it'll come out soon i can well, just watch I saw, it at home i saw oppenheimer and that was great because it was like the theater was buzzing i haven't seen the theater that packed in in years it was filled with people sold out imax screening after i left tons of people dressed in costumes and pink for barbie it was a great experience it brought oh, right on. Joy into my heart. I'm like the movies are because the theaters are like never like this anymore. It seems like lately it's just like you go in, it's like a ghost town. So going to the screening like that was like, oh man, it reminds me of like 10, 15 Back years in the ago day. when you would go and it would be like on a Tuesday or Wednesday and it'd be packed full of people. I'm like, wow, it's really uh bringing back the old memory. So it was it was fun to kind of experience it that way and be with a bunch of people. And thankfully it wasn't obnoxious or anything like that. I've I've, I've seen some stuff. People have been going to theaters and they're like on youtube the whole time and like taking pictures i'm like did everyone forget etiquette like no one yeah i saw a tiktok about that about like some kid was like watching youtube the whole time and people are like are you fucking serious right now he's got like the like, only guy and like uh the running game jungle run while he's watching yeah. the movie. <laughs> and i'm like and then, and then like these people had the audacity to be like what's wrong with that i'm like are you kidding me What's wrong with it? You're in a fucking theater. You're entrenching on people's yeah. space, man. Jesus yeah, Christ. Just... This is everyone's space. Just Yeah. Grinds my ears. Yeah, that that's another reason why I didn't like going to theaters, though after a while. It was just arrogant people. And I'm like, you've ruined this experience for everyone now. Thanks. No Thank you. Yeah. Um, just before I forget, before we move on, untap social media. For How about Italy? Has a 3.12. Not particularly very what? high. Yeah, I know. Come on. Uh, considering the cartwheel was 3.94, this one's 3.12. It's a big, big drop-off. Wow. I don't know. We liked it. We were more partial to this one, for sure. Um, I don't know. The UTIs are whatever. <laughs> the, 
the untapped internet international untapped international yeah utis that's what you are known as (laughs) the bacs (laughs) uh so we're on our last one then which is better late than never this is the blood orange ipa um six percenter so it's a little bit stronger they even say flavored strong beer on it so it's it's well six percent yeah exactly um i guess tom do you want to be the one who uh oh am i ever asmr asmr i see you back there i see you you. in the count of three two one crack them good paul oh Oh, that almost got a little dangerous. Yeah, I got that. Literally walked the fine line of that dangerous. That that cracked open like the Trinity test with Oppenheimer. It's just like I saw drops fly. I was like, "Oh man, this thing has got uh, this thing supercharged." Yeah, this has got gumption behind it. Yeah, this thing's really like got some buzz to it. Let's see. Let me even pour this out. I'm gonna go slowly so it's not your phone. Give it a twist too, Adrian. Oh yeah, I'm twisting. Give it a twist. I'm, chub- I'm chubby checker over here. I'm doing the twist. Holy! Look at the head on this thing. Wow, this yeah, is super haze. Whoa, smells if, very strong. If you look on the side, you can see the carbonation. Like it's pretty much just like the first beer that we had today. I find it very sweet smelling. It's almost like Oof. smelling like candy. Oof. Like it's got like a. Oh, I like this already. Let's wow. see how it tastes. Yeah, Hopwise looking at it too. Um, oh, where is it? Wrong can. I'm looking at the wrong can. I'm like, oh, it's got uh, Spalter Select and uh, Sa- oh, that's oh, the last wow. one. It's got this is uh, good. Uh, what has it got? In? It's got um, Citra Hops. Uh, Does this also on? have like w- the wheat though? Yeah, I can taste this oh, again. So it's got cashmere hops, citra hops, and and, uh, and Sabro. Sabro. Hops. Yeah, cashmere hops have like a little bit of like a. Uh, lemon i feel like a lot of these like the flavors kind of overlap it's like lemon lime a little bit smooth herbal bouquet uh used in different kinds of beers um wow it's got like particular orange taste to it it's very like tangy i like this i actually really enjoy this yeah this is a but that wheat and oat taste you really get that on the aftertaste yeah, front palate. This thing's very sweet. Um, I love this, but it finishes it like very like dry, weedy finish. Um, they say a better late than never. Blood orange IPA. It's ridiculously fun, juicy, and hoppy beer. We added a bunch of blood orange to a hazy IPA. We got a beer bursting with fresh and bright citrus notes. A sweet aroma is followed up by a soft body with a lingering off dry and tangy finish. I mean, that says to a to a to a point and i i do get that sweet aroma i actually find the aroma is almost too sweet it's like i don't find it's too sweet for myself i like sweet things but i really enjoy this this is actually pretty pretty good i'm surprised it's blood orange i find like the blood orange is very hit and miss in the beer realm that's true we've had some really bitter ones where we don't really get a lot of it this one just doesn't pair well or like it's like try this blood orange bitter amber i'm like why would you do this yeah why would you do this to yourself you know (laughs) cruel and unusual punishment (laughs) congratulations you played yourself yeah this one's pretty good i gotta say um i like it a little bit higher abv you taste the higher abv for sure um i don't actually that's the weird part 
aftertaste is nice though i, I feel, like feel the, it now the orange citrus works well with the like tangy kind of like wheat oat finish it has like a really grassy taste that i think works with this a little bit of, like a pine flavor too i feel like i taste it more on the front palate um, it's it's a good a good beer for me it's not too sweet like we've had juicy ipas that have been like really fruit charged this one's not quite there, but it's definitely more on, I'd say, the scale of of that. Um, but I don't taste like a really distinct, like, per particular fruit flavor. Like, it's got orange, definitely. But I do get, like, a little bit of, like, maybe it's because they have like, such a large quantity of hops in this, different types of hops. I'm getting, like, more of a blend of, like, kind of, like, like they describe, I think some of the hops are described as having more of, like, a melon flavor. And I get, like, a little bit more of that, too, like, the middle of this when I'm drinking it. A melon? Okay, I can see the melon. I, I like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is looks... with their ales, but like the wheat and the oat. This one you don't taste it as much, but you still taste it. Yeah. Like the first one, like the pale ale that we had at the beginning, you really taste it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a house style or something. It's just like you really get this like particular kind of again, they're using particularly local flight like like ingredients. So I don't know what it is, but like there's some kind of local ingredient that they're using that's really like I don't know. It's it's nice to have a distinct flavor. I do like when beers kind of have like a house flavor and don't just taste like anonymous. But um, it, it mean, as as a consequence, it does mean that you're going to taste it kind of through, through a, a through line. And if you don't like it, it it's not going to you're not going to like it as much. We've we've had some beers before where it's like they had a house style where we we're like, we just don't, we don't like the house style. So it's like it just kind of sours the experience for us. This one, not so much. But I, was, I will say looking at this beer, it looks like Sunny fucking D. Like it's like so orange this shit's like fucking your fucking tropicana. orange juice ass beer it's like tropicana yeah love it that's yeah. right up my alley i was almost expecting to be heavier like looking at it it smells heavy but it's like it's pretty pretty fine it doesn't taste heavy if like the effects are a little heavy oh yeah it's definitely like you're drinking like, you're i don't taste like blood. it's like like it's like a six percent beer like it doesn't taste too like fucking boozy but Thankfully, these are I all feel small cans, too. We're not getting, like, racks mm -hmm. drinking these, which is nice. I mean, I'm going to drink them after. <laughs> all right. I guess, where do you, where do you, you. Where do you land flavor-wise with better later? I really before? actually like this. I'm giving this an 8. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm going to go... I mean, you know, I'm going to go 8 as well. I think it's quite good. Uh, really complex flavors. Out of the three, it's doing a lot. I think it has, like, the most going on flavor-wise out of the three. So that's something for me. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite orange blood orange IPA style beer. I feel like we've had some juicy IPAs that I've liked more, but it's 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 decent. What about recommendation? I'm going to give seven and a half for recommendation, though. Mm. Seven and a half. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven. I think it's recommendable, but I feel like. It, to me, like I, I would have to be kind of particular. Some people, I think, the sweet smell of it really kind of to me is like I, I i you like it i don't like it to me the sweet smell is like way too overpowering and it almost like really your brain a bit because like i expect it to be sweeter smelling it i drink it it's not and it, to me it doesn't match up very well and it's kind of like uh I don't, i'm not a big you. fan of it yeah it kind of tricks me but tricks uh, I, I do think for some people this would be a hit if you love blood orange if you like orange like you're gonna like this um i i, I don't mind them I, I i don't i don't dislike orange citrusy kind of beers and ales and stuff like that but Love it's them. not my go-to yeah you're like sign me the fuck up it's my go-to. sign go me the fuck up 
I'm just like, it's Check all right. Check that shit in the vein. <laughs> so I'm going seven. Are you going any mods in this one? I want to, but I'm not. Hmm. Gamifying fair, it. Fair enough. Um, okay, so looking at scores then. So um, where does this one fall on the whole spectrum of social media scores? Oh, watch where? this get higher. Watch. Watch this drive. Uh, so um, Blood Best Orange. So better, be- Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying... Best news bulletin ever in history. <laughs> oh man, there's a podcast I like called Michael and Us. It's like a, it started off as a movie pod going through the Michael Moore filmography, and now it's just like about any sort of movies that are about politics and stuff. And they always end it with like, "Watch this drive," and I'm like, every time I see Fuck it, yeah. it's, it's so funny. Man, that's um, like my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I remember once I was walking downtown on Rito and there was like a poster shop that was, I forget, it was just off of Rito. And there was a fucking, a, it was a collage of all of W's book. There's a collage of all of W's like quotes and it made up a picture of him. And I'm like this, and it had all the best lines. He's like, the education is at stakes. It's like he or hers reading is at stake. I used to laugh so hard. I remember it's like the evildoers are playing peekaboo right now. (laughs) There's an old saying we got down Texas. Fool me once, shame on, shame on, shame on you. (laughs) Fool me twice, shame on. See, you can't fool me again. (laughs) (laughs) I promised to defeat the evildoers, and I promised that in the American blood. Now watch this drive. Man's golfing during this. What a time. I feel like my uh, favorite you know, it's been, president. Been lost to history, but people did not like that guy. And now I know, people like, didn't oh, like he's him. our old friend George Bush. He's on Ellen, you know. Everyone loves him. Everyone gets rehabilitated. I think that's the lesson you learn. History rehabilitates everyone. We're we're five years out from Donald Trump being on like TV, being like, this president is going too far. No one gives a shit. Everyone gets rehabilitated. Oh, come public come on. <laughs> All right. Anyways. That was the best. Everyone knows it. Well, you know, people don't understand that I was actually the best. Uh, was <laughs> frankly, really I love that, that guy that Benjamin's on uh, TikTok who does all the like Christopher yeah. Moldanti. He does like that yeah. drop. So fucking funny. I fucking die. Like, and I show Natalie and she's like, you've showed me this video like three times. So I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's funny. Watch this. <laughs> Shout out to the guy from SNL. I think it's James. Is it James Austin Johnson? I can't remember his name or Jane. I can't remember his name, but he's a, uh, he's the guy who does the Trump impression. He started off on YouTube and his Trump oh, yeah? impression is probably the best of anyone because he understands that the key to a good Trump impression is you have to just go on crazy tangents and let make no sense because that's all what he's all about. And he has a he has a video. I think it's been deleted, but he had a video where he was during the COVID when he was like walking around New York. He's talking about Scooby Doo. He's like Scooby Doo, Scooby. Frankly, Scooby doesn't do very much. He's like <laughs> call him Scooby Don't. You know Scooby. He's like Scooby doesn't do. Scooby Don't. Scooby Scooby doesn't do. He doesn't don't do. Me- frankly, don't mess with Scooby Doo. She call it Velma. Velma is the one who solves all the crimes. <laughs> it's not wrong. He's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> Sadly, he's not wrong. So, and I'm like, I'm just dying. Why? It's such, it's like the best impression. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Better late than never. Where's the score social media wise? It is a 3.97. So it is the Ooh. highest of the three. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. I can live with that. 
it's interesting to see how like our scores differ from the uh, social media on this one because sometimes we, we're pretty much aligned. This well, one, there's some big, big variation. I think. Well, no, this IPA instantly, the BAs and the UTIs love it, and just because. The moment it says IPA, they're like, "Oh, this is the greatest thing fucking ever." I don't want to hear anything else. I'm like, and then we had, we have like really good stouts on this up on this on this podcast that were like, "This is the best thing. This is God's nectar," and like, "This is garbage." But like, and I'm like, "Who hurt you?" Yeah, bunch of haters and losers. All right, folks, the scores are in. Um, very close episode. These are all fairly, we were fairly like you and me were both. It's a good close. lineup. We've had a few episodes recently where we've been kind of like different on a lot of the beers today. We were kind of all both in line, but um, where did we land? So starting off with one sun, one stunning, gorgeous cartwheel. I gave it a 7.5. You gave it a 7.3. So we're in the middle 7.4. Um, how about Italy? The Italian Pilsner. We were both 7.8. So it's 7.8. Right on. Better late than never, Blood Orange. I was a bit lower. I gave it a 7.2. You were higher, giving it a 7.5. So that one lands at 7.35. Could round oh, come on. So that means, how about Italy wins? Yep. At a 7.8. And then one stunning, gorgeous cartwheel, just a little bit ahead, and then followed by the better late than never. So that's where we land today. I think it's pretty fine. I think the Italian Pilsner, we were just like both really into that one. I think that one was the big hit today. Um, none of the, again, none of these beers are their flagship beers. So like we didn't try the stouts or other pale ales, but like out of these three unique ones, these were all kind of very different. We have like a, um, citra pale ale, a late one. We have like a heavier blood orange IPA. We have a Pilsner. The Pilsner was a hit. I think that was a pretty kind of interesting one. I feel like our Pilsners are oftentimes aren't the ones that we're the most drawn to. And usually like Pilsners are like kind of mid I find, or they're really good. But this one was a nice one. I think this one was a standout. Um, but no, nothing bad. Like we were lowest score was a seven point three five. So we were pretty like we were yep. pretty okay on these. Um, so yeah, decent beers. Um, again, we didn't profile any of the really big, big popular ones. But um, that's all to say that they've got other ones out there. Uh, Spark Beer. We've been there ourselves. We're a fan. We like their beers. They're the a really kitchen. good place to go to. I'd highly yeah. recommend you go check it out. Yeah, and it's nice that it's like if you're in Ottawa, if you know the city. There's not a whole lot of beer in spots around that area, so it's kind of nice to have one in that location. Um, not far from the core of downtown, really nice spot. Um, and they're a pretty new uh, new entry into the Ottawa beer scene, only just opening just a couple of years ago, so it's kind of cool. Um, and I'm really great that these are now available in cans, so you can like order these online, pick up at their location. They might do delivery, I believe. Or if you're in, in my neck of the woods, if you're in Hintonburg, Westboro area, if you go to the Parkdale Market, the night market, they have a little vendor and you can actually pick up some stuff there. So that's where I picked these up. Uh, they had other cans as well, too. I didn't pick I didn't go through everything. I just picked these ones. Um, so go there and, and try it out. Pick up some swag if you like. Um, great spot. So that, that's what that, that was it today for Spark Beer. Um, what's coming up next? I don't know. Who knows? We got some stuff coming. I, I have a bunch of stuff I sent Tom. Um mix mash of random crap some of it stuff that's been in my cupboard for a while so i'm like tom take it so i sent tom a tom, bunch of miscellaneous stuff so we might do another odds and ends episode i think tom you've sent out some stuff that's going to be uh coming well out for a long yeah time. so we got the phillips um summer pack that that's i right. was called like the happy days and we're doing finally the shitty seltzer and then i have another lineup coming up as well i'm sending you three lineups john oh shit could- wow 
It's a mystery. Oh, intrigue. I think I want to get us on uh, doing Nita Brewing because that's one I was, I used to drink a lot of when I was in college because uh, Algonquin College, the observatory, a bunch of their taps were Nita beer. And I used to drink like their, uh, I think their their main lager a bunch. So I think I, I might want to try to get some of those. There's a couple of cans I could pick up nearby, but not a big wide selection. So I think I might try to snag that one next. And maybe another local uh, one. I'm trying to like avoid going back to like beyond the pale all the time because I'm like it's so easy because yeah. it's like right by my well, house. Well, see, that's that's the thing. I didn't want to go back to Town Square Brewing because it's right like, beside me. It. Shout out, shout out to them though because the I best. won their random beer tasting challenge. Fuck yeah! Oh, you won it. Nice. Yeah, I posted it to my Instagram. I saw that. So you, you won like a little like gift basket thing. They had like a glass and like a. It was like it's a one off. It's like a special brewery called the Beautiful Oops and two glasses, okay, and a twenty five dollar gift card. Sick. And it, what was like a taste competition to like test test out their beer or whatever? Or... Yeah, it was like, can you guess this beer? Oh well, you know you're you're an expert. You know domestic pints only. You know you're you got that taste guessing game down pat. So I mean, you're like, you're like, this is kinda, amateur hour. Kinda. <laughs> You're just like winging. You're like, I don't know the fuck. You're like, yeah. <laughs> like Tom, you won. You're like, all right. Yes. Yeah, well, okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you off the air about this. <laughs> uh, it was right, yeah, guess... but they're great brewery. I highly recommend to go check it out. Cool. All right. I guess we got to end this thing soon. So, anything you want to mention before we uh, check out the Sea Struck Movie Podcast as always. Hell yeah. Tom was on a few times recently. He was on for two episodes back to back. So if you didn't listen yet, go check those out. Pirates of the Caribbean. Indiana Jones Last Crusade, Tom was on with Simon and me. So it was great. Uh, we just had some episodes come. We dropped one of White Squall, dropping one tomorrow on G.I. Jane. Uh, really great stuff. We're getting back our Ridley movies. Getting to our uh ultimate episode number 100. We're almost getting to our milestone. Um, we're we're on this pod, we're at episode 125, but that one, it's hard to believe we've already almost crossed the we're we're now into the three figures. So we've been doing this now for a few years. Hard to believe we've gone so far. So many episodes, so many beers. Wild, eh? Time yeah. flies. It really does. Anyways, I guess that's about it. I don't really have anything else to say. Wanna wanna close this one out, buddy? As we like to submit to Mustafa only, don't drink drive voice, don't drink responsibly. You can find us at TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, Domestic Fights only, and emails at Domestic on gmail.com. Remember, you can stay classy now. All right, see you again soon, folks. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on our website www.natalierive.com. That's R-I-V-E-T. And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Pines and our Instagram and TikTok is at Domestic Pines Only. And of course, our email is domesticpintsonly at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.